to episode 405 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have a huge crew this week. We're coming to you live from Las Vegas from uh, one of our hotel rooms. So we have pretty much the whole Goldfish crew here, uh, starting off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this week, Richard? Yo, what's up? Nice. <laughs> it's nice. That's we, we had a bone-shattering bass play yeah. all last night in our sleep. Great. Oh uh, yes, uh, it was it was a little bassy. We had some good music going in the the <laughs> Fremont experience down below. But uh, we have other co-hosts. Krim, how are you today, Krim? Morning. Uh, I was nowhere near that. Apparently, there were multiple concerts last yeah. night. Yeah, Krim was watching My Chemical Romance. Right? Yeah, I went. Oh, I went to the When We Were Young festival. So uh, yeah. and check that out. And then we also have a couple of bonus guests this week. We have uh, over here Phil, all the way from Germany. Bonus guest. <laughs> bonus guest. <laughs> <laughs> and in the back, Tomer. How's it going today, Tober? Good. This is the first time I've been on the main cast since uh, last time of yeah, you, 2018, and I was banned from it. Yes, oh, that, you, you've been banned for like three years for yeah. your constant cursing during oh, the man. last podcast. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I'll try my best to pull the uh, so anyway, today we're mostly just going to talk about Magic 30 in Vegas, our experiences. We're recording this Sunday morning, so there's one more day of the event that we're going to be going to uh, after we finish recording. But we've had two days, a pretty uh, amazing experience. So before we jump into it, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And if you're tired of all the hassles that go into selling your Magic cards, Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your cards. They let you skip over all the hassles of typing and shipping, uh, not shipping, but typing, and all the other effort that goes into it. And they've got a couple of different services. Their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value of $1 or more and just pay a 5% service fee. And if you want to put in a little effort, you can use their sorted service where you sort your cards ahead of time and pay just a 2% fee. And no matter what option you choose, you're going to get fast payment and a detailed report with the results. And you can even get another 10% off right now by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk magic 30. So let's just start with the basics. What is your initial impressions of the event let's start with richard richard what do you what do you think we've had two days so far what's your your first impressions all right we're gonna start off controversially i think it's really good so really? day one was scuffed okay let's not make any mistakes about it so command zone uh was sealed off and was like 50 to 80 percent empty the whole time mm-hmm. right and we played outside uh, but there were outside tables, and then there was an overflow hall where most people didn't know, but once we tweeted out, it filled up. Uh, so free, free play area was kind of scuffed first day. Uh, they had some in the main hall, but they were like in these like individual sets. Uh, so there would be like three or four tables, but you know if you're just looking for a game, it's hard, right? Because you'd have to like float to each set, like, hey, is there space? Uh, but by day two. The outdoor seating got a lot more organized. They added a lot more chairs and tables to the other free play areas. And they used part of the command zone for tournament overflow. And they theoretically opened it up. So I thought it was actually pretty good by day two. Uh, Is it good, though, because we figured out a hack to make it less crappy by going and playing outside the event in the outdoors? Yeah, like, is that I, like... I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't it, know. So Wizards planning was scuffed, right? But... I think, you know, the staff on site and everyone running it, like, kind of pulled it together. And I dare say we have more free play area than the Las Vegas, right? If you count all the outdoor seating and all the indoor seating and all that, I think there's actually more free play area. So I think 
they pulled it together, price withstanding, and you know, Black Lotus Lounge and stuff. Ignore that, right? But, I, I, all right, you guys okay, can your okay. I, I, I enjoyed uh, myself. Yeah, okay. I, I, I've enjoyed myself, I'll say that. But I will say, I can't give Wizards credit for the community discovering that you can go outside the event and find a table outdoors <laughs> yeah. to play on. Like, I give the community a lot of credit for that. Like. Yeah. It could have been a very disastrous event when you went in and there was literally no place to play, literally no place to sit down and like eat your lunch or anything. And the community figured out a way to make the best of that situation. So I think that's really impressive. But I'm not going to give Wizards any points for, for organization because the community figured out a way to work around like the bad planning. Like the problem, boy, when it comes down to it, there was one problem, which there just wasn't enough space for people to play magic like yeah. everything else about the event is awesome the stuff that's set up inside is really cool there's all these cool rooms that's probably the best merch that they've had at any magic event so there's so many good parts but when it comes down to it a lot of people just want to go to an event so they can sit down and jam games and play magic and uh, it just wasn't really set up yeah. for that unless you bought the command zone ticket and even then it wasn't really set up for it because so many people didn't have the command zone rest. ticket the people yeah. with the command zone ticket were going outside to play because that's where the people they wanted to yeah. play with were yeah, it's kind of well, these batches just are completely irrelevant. Like we play with people with all batches, yeah. and yeah. Then I ask them, "Hey, what does this batch do?" Hey, you got the wrong batch. Get away from me! Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not they, playing with you. They actually say, "Yeah, I just got some swag. I don't know what Lotus Lounge yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Who's gonna sit in the most bougie place with other like snobby people? Oh, I, I got so much money. <laughs> and now I'm gonna go outside and play. I guess because nobody like the problem with the command zone is, I guess they technically made sense that everybody could play if they wanted to which meant that they had a lot of seats there but then if not everybody plays i guess it's bound to be empty and yeah it was pretty empty uh, like day one looked kind of brutal but day two i mean i had a lot of fun playing outside it, it sounds a bit it, and it wasn't quite as it, but. it wasn't quite as bad as the pictures made it look i will oh, yeah. say the <laughs> pictures on reddit definitely yeah. were taking the like full empty side of the command zone which it was very empty, but if you went to the other angle, you would have seen some people actually playing there, even though, it, like Richard said, it probably was like 25 to maybe 50% full of the match. It was also in the uh, beginning of the day that the command zone was empty. Like, I went to day like, two. bolted and took a picture. Yeah. empty. No, day two, uh, me oh, and Phil two, came yeah. in, I don't know, like 10.30, uh, gates, like the, it opened at 10, and I went, we, we wandered to the command zone eventually, so maybe we arrived maybe like at 11, and I took a picture and it was basically empty. But then later on in the day, we were going to the command zone place to, for, for open play, and it was actually full. It was so full that they were having an event, and they kicked us out before we could start a game. Well, and we went back outside. But was that because they opened it up and let people in that didn't yeah, have the yeah, right yeah. badge? Well, they were okay. using it for events and stuff. Yeah. I will say, though, this felt more like a like a Comic-Con-style event where you have like, a couple really cool attractions and stuff. Like They had a, a lot of cosplayers and full sets where you can take uh, pictures with them and that looked really cool and they had some statues that looked really nice as well. But it felt more like a Comic-Con and not like a Magic convention because like Magic players want to come and play Magic and like they should have known that. And I think they did know that, but it felt more like they wanted to just grab as much money as possible. And how much were our badges? Our badges were like $180. Like, yeah, we had spots outside and we had enough for everybody to play and it was fine. But even the tables weren't really made for oh, playing yeah. Commander. They were too small to have your playmats all on it. And like, we're paying $180 for the luxury of playing outside on small tables and making the best of it with the community. Like, that's just not, like, it shouldn't be acceptable. Like, that was 
bad. I don't know. You know what's like, he had a great time. You know what's funny? Outside is free. So, like, if you're just in Vegas, you don't have a badge, you can come. Because it's... Yeah. So when we say outside, it's literally outside the door of the convention. Yeah. yeah. There's I no badge. You can get, I think you can get in there without a badge. I was oh, talking to someone last too. night. It's not yeah. technically. It's literally outside the front of the convention. It's, except it's, it's not like we're playing on the floor, right? Yeah. They had, like, 20, 30 oh, tables nice. that I don't know, normally you're supposed to eat lunch or something at, Yeah. Right? Yeah. But that... That's pretty funny. And Grim. Building B also was a place you could play open play, but like also you had to leave the, the main area to go to it, which is like and, not great. And there was such limited play that yeah. they were like rotating people through, where it was like play a game and then you gotta move so the next people can play. Yeah. But what did, what did you think, Grim? Uh, I, I, is it weird that I liked it? I mean, I liked it. <laughs> like, I liked it too. Like, like I, everybody enjoyed herself. I, I mean, like down to, like, yeah, like it's already been mentioned, like day one was obviously miserable in the command zone. Because uh, it was completely empty, but day two, they pulled it, or it seemed like everything uh, fixed itself, uh, for the most part. I, I still think that there's some issues with the play area, but like I love the the celebration of Magic side of this. There's a lot of cool stuff to do, lots of like light, bright lights and whistles and like bells and whistles and things like that that I really did enjoy and I've always wanted because I don't know if I like the idea. Uh, like I kind of got bored of GPS because they were just like an open, empty place. And just like a bunch of tables, mm-hmm. so that just got real boring after a certain amount of time. So I I am the demographic that loves the the woos and the ahs, <laughs> and I get to play magic. But uh, and 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 so but like it, it was amazing. I, I thought this was really good after day uh, starting at day two. Yeah, I would say it's like a Comic Con experience, except it's not. So it's like Comic Con because it's just vendors and displays. Except with Magic, all of the vendors and displays are the same. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> like Vendor 1 is the same as Vendor 2 is the same as Vendor 3, right? You, you take one loop around the sets, and then you're done, right? And, you know, in a real convention, there's, like, you know, different games or different whatever is represented. You can spend all day in the main exhibition hall. Here, you take a lap, and then you're done. And also, at a real convention, you go to the main hall once, and then you usually spend the rest of your day elsewhere at panels or, you know, whatever, right? So well, that was like what Game Nights Live was in that whole area, right? Yeah. I mean, we. Yeah. But I so I I, I I liked it, but you know it's clear that the vendors paid for this, right? There was like huge whatnot booths and like all vendors selling <laughs> the same stuff and like grading companies and things like that, which is cool for a loop. But then we want to play Magic, so I think they should have opened that main hall up for free, so that people you know not enfranchised in Magic come in and they will actually appreciate like the giant Magic. Yeah you know, world sets, and they would see all the, you know, cool black lotuses and things like that, and then charge a very small amount for free play area, right? And that free play area should be, like, huge. Yeah. And I actually like outdoors. Outdoors was nice and, like, refreshing. Yeah. No gamer uh, perfume. Yeah, Uh, yeah. You know, COVID-friendly, you know, like, nice breeze and everything. Like, there's no breeze in Vegas, so the, 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 the... the uh, the worry is your cars get blown away, but yeah. I didn't see that at all. Uh, the problem is the sun, uh, so they just threw a big tent over us, which they actually had. But it was in another location, and I think that actually been the perfect free play area, just like outside, nice Vegas air, and then go inside, do sweaty nerd stuff, and come back out and play. <laughs> I mean, we might get a little lucky too, because I know last weekend they had to cancel the festival that oh, yeah. you went to actually because yeah. there were so high winds they couldn't even have oh, like both. a concert there are high winds so here. there is potential for there to be high winds uh, although i don't know how normal that is but yeah so it did work out for sure and the outdoor area was really really cool so uh any other thoughts just general thoughts yes. about the con 
there's also words. And uh, <laughs> oh, did you go? Was wasn't it depressing? So he was ten percent of the audience. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm lit. Wow. Like so. Well, this is like the setup you see when you go to Twitch and see like the cool lights and stuff and people sitting there and the commentators. But you're sitting there on the outside uh, with no speakers. So you don't get to hear what the commentators are saying. You see them like a few feet apart away from you, but you don't hear them. And then it's just silence. Like Tops was 20 people watching. When Richard and I went, it was like eight people watching. All the... Is there a place to sit there? When I no, walk by no, there, it seems like no, you're no, standing no. in you're a row standing, where no, people no, are no, trying no, to like go like, by it's, you, it's, and it's it's like they don't even want people to watch that. I yeah. mean, today is the final, and we will see it on the big stage where the game nights event was. And the game nights event was wild. Like there were people yeah. cheering for plays and stuff. I didn't get to watch it, but it looked amazing, honestly. And I'm pretty sure Worlds finals will be pretty cool. But yeah. it is we have to mention how depressing World looked. <laughs> I mean. Wow, we sit there and sort of stand there in silence. You can oh, hear yeah. the chairs like creak. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you walk into the hall, you're going to hear like some whatnot guy screaming at the top of his lungs. <laughs> what like, is that, that guy has the voice of steel because he's screaming like literally 24 7 and like hyping everything up. But you go to the left and it's like a football stadium. Like people are cheering and stomping. Yeah. There's hundreds of thousands of people watching uh, Game Nights, Command Zone Live. And then you go to the right. It's pure silence. There's ten people huddled around a monitor. There's no sound on that monitor for some reason. They're even showing, reason. you know, playing the commentary, yeah. and then it's like, all right, Rafine, attack, uh, yeah. Emperor. I mean, we did the commentary. And we then, we yeah. stand yeah. Like, oh, they went to the attack. It was it was really sad. There were like literally ten people watching the highest levels of magic, and then and then yeah, in the background you hear the whatnot guy, and then like the roaring screams of, of command zone. So that was a. An interesting look into where Magic's head is. Speaking of Worlds, I had someone who was playing at Worlds come up to me and had me sign their playmat and said, if it wasn't for Against the Odds, they wouldn't be in Worlds. I was like, oh, that probably does not bode well for your Worlds experience, but thank you very much. If they take Worlds with them against the Odds decks, that would be amazing. Talking about the Whatnot guy, though. So uh, somebody told me yesterday that the Whatnot stream opened one of the scam boosters, the... Oh, the, the Magic the 30 30th anniversary, yeah. And they opened about like three to four bucks if the cards were real. Yeah. So Ooh. even the original alpha was like, oh yeah, these are the real bad ones, which is, it's more likely to get those than the other ones. So, so one of the surprise quirks of the event was if you got the highest pass, the Black Lotus pass, by surprise, they gave all those people, I think there was 350 people that got that pass. For the the Magic 30th anniversary boosters, the thousand dollar proxy boosters, so we kind of had those cards floating around. People were like cracking packs of them. We got to see a little bit of the prices because we could see what vendors were paying. I think Krim, you randomly got to crack one of those packs, right? Yeah, uh, uh, a supporter uh, like allowed me to open their pack, who was just randomly given to them. Yeah, yeah um, like Wizards people were like randomly wandering around and like just handing out these two hundred fifty dollar packs yeah. to randos, but yeah. Yeah, and then I, I got to open it and inside was actually a Mox Ruby. Oh so the real uh, one? Oh. Uh, well <laughs> it was a, a, a I mean they're all Magic Thirty. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm I mean they were they were able to sell it and then they yeah, I just I watched them walk out of there enough. with a bunch of bills on that. Like, so it was like five hundred they got like five hundred for it. Why would you yeah. pay this? Thing? Yeah, so oh, vendors. Yeah. Vendors the the yeah. vendors were buying them. We got to see a little look at prices. It seemed like Moxen were like four to five hundred. They yeah, were paying, yeah. and like Black Lotus was around fifteen hundred. Which, 
honestly was less than I thought it would be yes. considering Yo, collector's edition prices. <laughs> no, yeah. it's pretty low. Yeah. I, it it's seems low, but it's right it's still just a proxy. Like, we walk over to down CGC, to it. slap it, and it's like ten grand. Yeah. <laughs> no, Black Lotus is expensive because it's old and <laughs> rare. These ones are just. Cardboard. I know people were thrilled though because it basically paid for their oh, ticket. Yeah, yeah. Like if you got the yeah. Black Lotus ticket, you could go to a vendor and sell your packs for like eight hundred, and you paid seven hundred for the yeah. ticket, so you got like a hundred bucks for Isn't actually that, just going to the event. Yeah, the rich really people cool came in for like free. The richest patrons yeah. that that's, to buy that's like how the world works. Still, richest badges. <laughs> you gotta keep are just the whales their money back the for free. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that cool? Speaking, speaking, uh, speaking of whales, um, I was talking to like a super whale that I've known from past events in the stream, but, um, he was very turned off by this event to the point where he like, he went Friday and didn't even go back yesterday and was like, to me, this has just been so depressing, uh, with how this event's been run that I don't even know if I'm going to go to future events. And I am the whale that like Watsy wants to go to these events. I'm the person that has like the disposable money to blow on all this stuff. So I don't know. I think people were frustrated how how segregated the community was with how the command zone and the play areas were for an event that was supposed to be celebrating magic and like bringing people together. So that's a bit of just feedback that I heard from someone who would definitely is in the whale demographic of people that you think the event would be for. So honestly, segregation is kind of a sad but true word for these batches. Like. In the end, they don't matter. Like, you play with whatever color of badge because everybody's playing outside. But the way they intended it to be was, like, literally to separate the community, I guess, right? And, and with the command zone aspect in yeah. specific, I think. Yeah, where you needed to have the badge. And there were... The command zone was, like, half empty, and people would tr try to pay to, like, get into the command zone, and it wasn't possible. So, yeah. <laughs> I would try to get a refund for the command zone, actually. So, so anyway, what... Uh, what else did y'all do at the event? We kind of talked about our general impressions. I think we all got to jam a lot of games. Oh, yeah. Did uh, anything especially memorable pop up as far as actually playing Magic at the event? I saw that uh, Homeward Path drags some decks so <laughs> insanely hard that you should probably play it in every deck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That I got the sign of Homeward Path because somebody said, like, I heard from the podcast that it's insanely good and, and it actually worked really well today. Can you please sign it? And I was like, yes. So let it be known, anybody listening, yeah. Homer Pat, it's the real thing. I mean, but you also got to sign a Hedron Archive, which... <laughs> somebody, oh, somebody came to me with a Hedron Archive, and they said that I only run it in my Kozilek deck, which I also <laughs> ran it in my Kozilek too, so I totally agree with it, so I wrote acceptable on, on it. <laughs> acceptable. <laughs> with a little check mark. So what, what cards did you guys sign the most this weekend? Oh, for me, for me, it's always the same. Blood Moons and Panharmonicons, especially Panharmonicons, right. I think, at Commander, but, yeah. Uh, I, I probably signed, like, Opposition Agents. I signed, like, every Equal Bolus. Uh, and, of course, Notion Thief and a Mana Drain. So, these are all very much so cards that I love. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool to sign all of the Equal Boluses. I, I signed mostly Tylus Trekkers. And funnily enough... I left my Tylus tracker at home and had like a card bag with a piece of paper saying Tylus tracker <laughs> on my bonus deck. And then I went to a vendor and paid four times the price I would pay in Germany. <laughs> what, what, do, what do people have you signed, Richard? Do people bring birds? Does anyone bring birds? So lots of dousing daggers and secret rock yeah. games. That was by far the most. There was one cartographer's hawk. 
and I signed more photographers' hockey than I ran for photographers' hockey. <laughs> and then so uh, uh, there, 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 there were a lot of Jund connoisseurs. I signed a bunch oh of Lilianos too. Wow. Uh, like these yeah. sixty card <laughs> players on the verge of extinction. You know, we got our Lily signed. So Speaking. yeah. Pretty good spread. Yeah. Speaking of Jun connoisseurs, the first day when we walked in, we were looking at the merch, and they had this like Tarmagoyf shirt, <laughs> but they massively misspelled Tarmagoyf, which oh, that was like emblematic of day one. I not think. The not I mean, no, like the, the advertising shirt, describing yeah. what it was. I would was, pay yeah. for the. I would pay for the shirt. It's misspelled shirt. I would pick it up. What What was the most expensive card you signed? Because I know some people actually like. It I, blows my mind that people have assigned expensive cards. I have but, yeah. I must get off my chest, and I apologize if you're listening. <laughs> so somebody came to me with a Yog Moth Wheel, but like in pristine condition, and I don't even know how much it is now. I think I saw a vendor selling it for like 750 Yeah. But he came up to me, and he's like, I want you to go wild on this card. <laughs> like, apparently he's going to all content creators and uh, that he likes, and he's, he's making a CDH deck full of just like alters from them. And he gave me a yog wheel to work on, so I'm like, okay, okay, this is a huge card. I'm going to not like really screw it up. I'm going to do something kind of like tame. So I put googly eyes on it, and like a like a like an angry angry expression on it, and it looks good. And I signed it. I'm like, you know what? This actually looks good. I'm actually happy with this. You increase the value back. of the the yog wheel no, with your great art. <laughs> I put my signature on it, please. Um, but then, but then he was like, you know, like he showed me other other versions of things that people did, and they went, they actually did one well, while well, they did like full alters on, like he showed lion's eye diamond that looked like somebody drew an actual lion on it, it looked really nice. And then he went to you guys at the other table, and he said the same thing, but he also mentioned that like I only only put googly eyes on it, yeah. so I felt like oh my god, I let him down, like I, I should have done something a little bit more. So I called him back, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I have an idea. Can I have another go? At I'm this going to now? I'm going to draw Caldra on it. So I pull out I pull out my phone. I take Caldra and I start drawing on it, and it does not work. All right, I draw a, 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 a yellow line, and that's a sword. I draw a yellow rectangle, and that's a shield. And then I have to do the face, and I'm trying like over the face, and I'm trying to make like this, this thing, like, but it's like you can't do it with the markers, and I'm also just bad, and I draw like just like rectangle over its face, and the end result's just like, it looks like some like five year old like got got hands on the markers and accidentally went through their parents' collection. It's so bad, and I felt so bad. I take it back. I had. Uh... Ah! A piece of this deck as well, and I I could have gone harder, but I just took a oh it, I, this kind of crashed as well. I took a cyclonic rift, and I just wanted to write please don't play this on it, but, but then I did a typo because I did the <laughs> exclamation mark on the this before writing. I could do an S, and then I kind of did the S and the exclamation mark like it, like in one thing. So now it's like please don't play. Oh my god! I mean, he did say it was a shit post cube yeah. deck, so I guess it is. Oof, it looks pretty. pretty right. but, uh, I'm I'm curious if it's the same. Is it a CDH cube or a CDH deck? It's, it is a CDH deck. Cube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it is a cube. Oh yeah, right. It was so okay. many cards. Yeah. Because if it's that That's person, it. that same person gave me a guy as cradle. Oh, oh get out. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I, I doodled on that, and I drew a giant ooh-woo face and a smile, 
and then I, I, I just like scribbled all over. Oh my god! So uh, I, I gladly helped to deface that 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 reserve card. I, I, I gotta get started. Oh, I, I, I gotta get some background. So the Commander Clash podcast. Uh, it's going up later this week, and in it, we talk about our Vegas experience, like, outside of the event, and it was recorded before this. Now, in that, you may hear that Seth was up massively <laughs> yeah. like, against all odds. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the other morning, I, I went down to visit Seth Gambling, and uh, we burned through uh, several hundred bills, and uh, it, it may look bad. It may look very bad. Yeah, <laughs> but, we were going to gambling, and they convinced you not to. Yeah, I was so going to gamble, and Seth taught me a very so valuable lesson about gambling. Well, sort of. Wait, I think Richard's getting to okay. that. Okay, okay. So, okay. so yesterday, I was wandering the hall, and I was like, I'm going to check out the command zone. And I'm like, yo, is that Seth over there? So I walk over there, and Seth is selling this fat stack of magic cards. Okay? <laughs> like, fat stack of, like, collector booster, like, foily things. And uh, the guy's like, so, so Seth's selling a Mox Diamond, okay? And the guy's like, you know, what's the fair price for the Mox Diamond? And Seth's like, okay, okay, okay. Then they, they do the deal, and then he's like, yo, can you guys sign this? And then me and Seth signed the Mox Diamond that Seth sold to the vendor. What is the price like? Yeah. <laughs> One of, one of the people working there wanted it. It was, like, the last piece for their deck. So they yeah. get to, like, own my Mox Diamond and have it signed or something. So it kind of ended up working out, but... Uh, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't to pay for gambling debts. I asked Seth to secure his uh, debit card. He just ran away, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, what about uh, what about gameplay? Any interesting games? I know, actually, the very first game we got to play, we went there on day one. We went to Building B to find a place to play, which is a way off building that no one knew about because it was like empty. And I got to play with. Uh, our editor, Neotuk, was playing, and you uh, ended up killing us with door-to-nothingness. You, like, killed the table with door-to-nothingness, and that was a pretty epic finish, so. Yeah, yeah that was a good game, yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's, like, right off. off yeah, he's, he's just off screen. screen. <laughs> we didn't introduce him, but he's, he's the man behind the curtain. But any other memorable games that you guys played? Yeah, we played such a long game yesterday, like, Toma, Neotuk, I, and... Uh, Ben played for like two and a half hours, Ooh. and I actually won with Lowness with I, combat. Infinite tools, get him in there. I'm and very I have proud of Phil because he actually leveled up as a commander player. He's not just a Dirtle player, but now he actually Dirtles and he has a finisher in his deck. Yes, well, what's it is. Finisher? I mean, I borrowed a finale of devastation, uh, and I put a shrieking dragon in my deck. So no, now but I can you actually... also. How did you kill us? What was the I mean, so I, I had Academy manufacturer. Lonus and a Shrieking Drake. Shrieking Drake is one blue mana play, bounces a creature, oh, so bounces, bounces itself. So yeah. since Lonus creates a clue, Academy Manufacturer creates a treasure, so it pays for itself. So you create infinite food and infinite clues. Sadly, Thomas stole my Panamonicon, otherwise I would have just drawn my deck <laughs> for the finale. So I did kind of do the, hey, I have infinite this and pass the turn, but I did have counter back up. And then I... No, but the clues don't kill. What, what kill? Oh, yeah. I killed with uh, Rise and Shine afterwards. Hey! Everything to nice. yes. Specifically to kill people. There, there is a weird card. Yes, yes, there is. I mean, it was two and a half hours into the game, and yes. everybody went off multiple times. <laughs> that's already. I'm happy. It was a crazy game. And afterwards, there was another game, and I also killed people with combat with clues. It's, it's working now. And that was also a crazy game. So... One player was playing John. He knew the card. Like, I think it was Agnes. 
No, no, no. The the one that gifts the cards to you. John Arenicus. Yeah, so uh, there's a commander that donates creatures to your opponents, and he played creatures that are very bad for the controller. But the player next to me had a homeward path, and John can't beat this. <laughs> so some command like Lonus is already pretty bad against homeward path, but man, some commanders get wrecked by this. So pick up the card. It's very expensive, I think, <laughs> but <laughs> man, it does a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We, also, I, kept bugging, I kept bugging certain Watsi staffs to reprint it. I'm like, you know what card is really awesome that's been doing really well today? Homeward Path. You know what card has never been reprinted before, except for, like, I think a Judge Foil or something? Homeward Path. Hmm, this would be cool if a Commander card would go in the Commander Precon. You know, that would be oh, cool. Oh, Precon. Yeah, they could just print it everywhere. They could right? print it anywhere. Yeah. It would be nice. Just Watsi staff, if you're listening. <laughs> What, uh, what about you, Kerm? Any good games? Uh, so I had two moments uh, that were pretty memorable. One was that I ended up losing a game because uh, they actually uh, let me ultimate my Ugin. Oh. And what? then, uh, like, well, I that, that wasn't what lost me. Like, they, they, it was just really wild that the table agreed, like, you know what, let's let him Ugin fine, yeah. so that I stop blinking my spark double copying Ugin <laughs> and then exiling, right? <laughs> and so it was correct to oh, let God. me all and then let it get off the board so then this way I can stop sweeping and exiling all the time. Uh, and then and then we end, I end up losing to, like, the Kiki-Jiki, like, uh, uh, Pester Mike combo, right? The, the twin combo. Yeah. A man after my uh, like, yeah, like, it was it was hilarious. Like, the table was just, like, sitting there like, you know what, we're actually going to let you ultimate that. <laughs> and uh, and the other play was that uh, I was playing with a buddy and, and, two, uh, and two others. And uh, I can't believe I got to hear it in the year 2022. But uh, he just goes and says, I can't believe I'm going to lose to Alpha Sector. Because I resolved <laughs> my G- Space Bellerin. Oh, and, you got it. And, and, uh, yeah, so... I got a Space Bellerin. The card is like actively bad in my Super Friends deck, but I just wanted to play it because it's Space Bellerin and it's legal. So I just got to hear him like hand in head. I can't believe I'm losing to Alpha Sector. Oh, God. I scoop. <laughs> How about you, Tom? Any, any epic games? Um, well, my performance deck got to do its thing. Tashiro got to do its thing. I think I got... But the coolest thing, I think, was actually there's a free spell that is like, you know, everybody talks about Fierce Guardianship, Deflecting Squat. I got hosed by obscuring him. Yes, the bug. So I was busting out Perforos because we just had, uh, I just played with Phil and we played like a two and a half hour game. <laughs> and I, we all played combat deck. We all played, we all decided we busted out, we're going to play our aggro, aggro decks for game two. Um, and I, Neotic was, was with me in this game as well. I busted out Perforos for a fast one, and I went for basically what could have been a lethal attack. I had an extra combat creature on the battlefield, Court Razor. I had Dragon Mage to refill my hand. I had some, a Goldspan Dragon to make me extra mana. So I was about to just, I was about to clear out the table if nobody had an answer. Somebody busts out Obscuring Haze. And the problem is that all my creatures, all the extra combats, uh, the, uh, the more mana that I need to make, the, the, the hand refill, all of that required combat damage. So I, I went all out on that one attack, and I just got fogged. For, uh, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was a, the free fog, yeah, obscuring yeah. haze. And it was, 
I just did nothing. I just said, well, that sucks. I heard a giant laugh, and then I just <laughs> sacrificed all my stuff. Went to uh, put Perforos back as a non-creature, and I just died with two mountains in my hand. Um, so that was really cool to see uh, that card that's like kind of underrated. I just completely crushed me. And if you want to see Perforos lose, you should check out last week's Commander Clash. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever win with that Dactomer? Oh, yeah. Dismantled. You won with it against... Joda and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, you were playing Joda yeah. and uh, no, you were playing Lotus. Somebody was I playing Joda and somebody was playing uh, what's a gin that flips coins and he had oh. Quark somehow. Oh, the like one that crazy... Krim always gets extra turns with? Yeah. That yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. uh, what's the name? Usury? Usury, something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that, yeah. It was it was a pretty high power table and I brought out Perforos <laughs> and it did its thing. And then the next time I bring out Perforos, it, it got sound. got fucked. Yeah, it sounded like trunks, but you know, I had my fun. How about, how about you, Richard? Undefeated with Birdman. I haven't oh, lost yeah. all weekend. I've <laughs> on our fans. <laughs> with birds with of all things. So I foiled out Fledging Osprey. <laughs> and all the birds are foil. And the power is just unimaginable. It and is. It's one mana, one one flyers. Sometimes they don't even We've done fly. like four or five pods this weekend. I, I haven't lost. There was a lot of close games. Um, Krim would have been proud. There was a game with two mono green players. A Vornclex and uh, a Questing Beast. Uh, birds okay. can't block Questing Beast, by the way. It took 20 <laughs> commander damage. Uh, but uh, two Nissas. They both played Nissas after each other, and Vorinflex was on the battlefield with one of them. So that Nissa ultimated right away. So Krim would have been very pleased at this table. But you know what, Krim? They Fair both well. lost. The birds The birds <laughs> took down even through an ultimated Nissa. Thank God. But my, my favorite match was uh, one of our fans didn't have a deck, so I, I gave him... Tyranid deck I had, the Warhammer Precon. Oh, yeah. Uh, The game was super close. Uh, He actually was about to win, and he had like a 9-9 green creature and a 5-5 red creature. Uh, I was at 2 life, and he had the thing, like the first non-creature spell deals 2 damage to you. So I was locked out of casting spells, but I had had a protection from Redbird, and I had a Toski. And I had Derevi, so I could att- Derevi has a uh, Toski has to attack, right? But then I untap it with Derevi, and I would use those two protection and indestructible blockers to block. And then I eventually drew a River Hoopo Hoopo Hoopy Life, and then I could finally gain enough life so I could actually cast <laughs> spells again. And then I, I clutched it out at the end. But the Warhammer decks really impressed me. I've seen lots of people playing them this weekend, and. Uh, you know, they don't run out of cards, they're like super powerful, yep. super synergistic. So I was actually quite impressed by them. Yeah, I got to play a Warhammer deck this weekend too. I bought the brought the mono black one with me and I was also like for being a pre-con blown away with just how well those decks played. You have one too, Phil, right? Yeah, we, how we, did, played, what did... we played I mean we played I got mana screwed and then I died before I could get door to nothingness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, the decks are just probably the best precons. I've seen. I mean, I haven't seen many precons, but I can't imagine the other ones. You just don't run out of cards. You do yeah. synergistic things, and they just feel like great decks, and they look amazing. It kind of feels bad to tear them apart. Although we did play against a Magnus Kalga deck, like a mm-hmm. oh, like not the precon, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the two and a half hour slot best. <laughs> yeah, that was. We also found out that. Uh, is it fairy artisan? Fairy artisan. Yeah, this one like will be insane in this thing. Absolutely destroying us with it. It's the one that whenever another opponent's creature enters the battlefield, an opponent's creature enters the battlefield, you make a, a token copy of it, and then when the next one enters the battlefield, you destroy the previous token, you make a new token copy of the next one. 
and so like all our ETB like you know destroy target creature well I'll destroy someone of yours and then it was just was like <laughs> impossible to deal yeah. with this one would be great in Kaiga though like you're gonna draw how, with every creature how many proxies have you guys seen because I think one thing I've noticed with these games is there's been quite a few people playing proxies and we've had some tables where people have like blinged out ten thousand dollar decks and someone comes in with proxies and everyone's just super cool about it so i think that we've seen this like i think it was already a little bit like that but with the 30th anniversary edition i think we've seen even a bigger shift to people just being like proxy whatever you want play whatever you want no one cares i've never so i've never seen a proxy discussion or even a power level discussion like everyone's just cool yeah. yeah. Everybody's right. just like, just I want to do yeah. this. Good, I'm right? like, oh, yeah, I'll bring something that I think looks like that. And then I do, and we have good games. I've never had really a lopsided game yet. I didn't see a lot of proxies, though. I saw, like, one or two. Yeah. Um, you can read, like, since secret layers are a thing, I don't know if this is a proxy or a secret yeah. layer. <laughs> I don't even know. We, we couldn't <laughs> Who knows? see any of the cards because it was too dark, <laughs> and all the cards had weird art and foreign oh, languages. Yeah. I didn't know anything was going on. Yeah, but, the, yeah. I thought Krim got gifted some some uh, secret lair or something. They're like these concert concert stuff. Oh, uh, they, they were proxies. <laughs> yeah, but they look like if you told me these were secret lairs, I would not even hesitate to believe you. Like they look like they look like something that was a secret lair. Yeah, honestly, kind of wizards kind of shot themselves in the foot if they don't want proxies. Like now they literally sell proxies. Yeah. And yeah. It could be a but secret even with now, secret like, lair, like. You like you can just. I think yeah. it was a gray area before, but now it's not gray. Anymore. There's no gray. Yeah, and it's, it's very clear what the community has chosen, right? I mean, yeah. the only thing that's stopping me from proxying stuff is I love very high quality print, and I. So what you're saying is you should buy 30th anniversary <laughs> oh edition to get some uh, no. <laughs> high quality also, proxies. Like, if, if you want foil stuff, then you're just better off buying proxies. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> So uh, I will yeah, say yeah, yeah. that I think our fans are dunking on all the other pods because I have never seen so many dousing daggers, <laughs> secret rendezvous, <laughs> coveted jewels. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys not see your temples under attack? Like I saw a shockingly yeah. Oh, yeah. high frequency uh, of these cards. Right, everyone memes on them, but our fans it's, know where it's at because I've seen so many of them this weekend. It's the Richard yeah. impact on the commander meta. <laughs> <laughs> He's shifting the meta. Seth, was Seth, Seth played Coveted Jewel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Secret Rendezvous. Yeah, I got a Dowsing Dagger. Dowsing I got dagger. all the Richard yeah, All-Stars in that deck, and the deck actually felt really good. Is so. this the Fibbleflip one? No, this is the Mono White Abdul Adrian background uh, deck. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So one of the best parts about these events is getting to meet fans. Oh, yeah. So, a couple of questions here. First, Phil, you've never done a big I, magic event, or really any magic anything, event. Yeah. How's it been? It's amazing. Yeah. First of all, everybody who came up to me, you're all amazing. This is so cool. And it turns out that putting the chef's hat on my signature was kind of a cool move, because now I can put the chef's hat on the characters on the cards if uh, they ask me to. I signed them my nota, and she has, a, she has a chef's hat now. So, this was kind of... Unintended, but and there's cool. a hat tribal theme for an oh, yeah, oh, that's like one of the oh, big events, actually, so you're like improving yeah. people's decks, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, this is just in the beginning, it was a bit overwhelming, but also in a positive way, and now it's just positive. Like, I'm super excited to for this last day, and yeah, this is just amazing. What, um, what about the rest of you guys? Any memorable fan experiences outside cool. the game? Well, somebody yeah. gifted me a, ma uh, a comic book. With uh, yeah. My favorite magic artist is Rebecca Gay. 
and a, a, a fan was really nice and gifted me an, uh, a, a Magic the Gathering comic book. I think it's Homelands. And it's, uh, the artist is by Rebecca Gay. And like you can see on the back of it, there's like this beautiful like full-length thing. Yes. Oh, that's right there. Over there. You can't see the back of it because there's like a backing of it. But it even keeps like the original price tag on it. And the like the cover is not by well, Rebecca, yeah. I think. Yeah. But the rest is a... Yeah, the cover art is not Rebecca Gay, but everything else is. And oh. the back the back art is Rebecca Gay. So is a dollar fifty its price back in the day or its current price? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Price. Oh, okay. It is home. It is yeah. homelands it after is all. <laughs> but it was really nice and I'm really excited to, to pick that up. We also okay. like I, I don't know how many of you all signed our, our limited edition oh. playback. Oh, yeah. I think yes. I, I think oh, I went God. through at least like fifty of them. Like yeah. it's just wild. Yeah, tons of goldfish playmats here. Like, so thank oh, you yeah. to everyone who picked yeah. up playmats. Yeah. I've been blown That's away by how many here. people actually yeah. have those. Yeah, trip, so. we, we double signed so many. Like, they bought, <laughs> they bought the full signature ones, yeah. and then we put ours on the there. other side or over yeah. the top. I saw Chris' signature it. was different every single time. <laughs> yeah, every time we get a like, why is Chris' signature like this today? The 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 tips of like certain pens would like stick on the mats, and I'd have a hiccup. Oh yeah, no. So so now I'm just gonna use my own sharpie so it's the same all the way around. Uh, I'm surprised uh, how international was. That I was I gonna say some, that too. Some cool people from France and Germany. Yeah. But uh, there was like people from Australia, like Shanghai, Hawaii. I know a lot of people from Singapore. Uh, yeah, yeah, Singapore. Like uh, a bunch of people from South America. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. all they like, drove really up worldwide. Oh yeah. Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, people talking about twenty-hour flights to get in and just like uh, yeah. This it's like a twenty-hour drive, man. I'm like, I'm, wow, is this, is this worth? It? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, like yeah. whoa. Yeah, oh, you got a good, you got a command zone pass. Oh yeah, so it's been it's been really awesome to meet everyone. So many so many super cool people. But any any other thoughts on the event or questions for the group? Did you all buy any little Yuri? <laughs> That's my greatest regret. It looks so cool. There was actually a lot of cool merch. Like, what do you? Yeah. What'd you get, crew? I ended up getting the denim jacket uh, because very rarely does Magic like I feel like nail it on the merch front. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was just wild to me that I saw this denim jacket. It's got like the you know the patches all over it, but they're like mana symbols. It says Magic, Hammer of Bogdan, like all this other stuff. So there's like these patches all over the black denim jacket and it's all magic related. It's super nice. And on top of that, as you probably figured out, I bought like Lil Geary, the, the secret layer. Uh, and, and I got a Lil Geary pin. I got a space Jace pin. So yeah, I, I, I got like that in like a brainstorm shirt. There was like a lot of sweet stuff at the merch booth. I will say the merch was pretty good for Magic. I'm used to Magic merch being a little cringy, most of it. And yeah. a lot of this, like that jacket was super cool. There's right. another retro jacket, too, the non-denim uh, one. The also, gold, right? Yeah, that yeah, one yeah. also I've seen, and that one looked really cool. So I was kind of impressed with the merch, too. I would have bought the Tamrogoyf shirt if it would say the name. It's yeah. just wild to me. It's worth two Tamrogoyfs. Yeah. <laughs> Someone told me it's, it's worth two Tamrogoyfs. I'm like, what? Tarmac Life is $15. I'm so sad. <laughs> that shirt was 30 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really want that little Geary, but I cannot justify It's like a, the, the lineup is really long. How like, long did you wait? I waited uh, only an hour and a half. 
Most people are saying that's like a whole commander game. So I mean, but like, yeah, that's but like. But Kim was like, I don't want anything. No one said anything. Yeah, yeah. 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 No one was in no. line to buy merch what? too. Okay, no one bought anything. We had people in merch lines. We could I didn't know that there was a magic lair until he came out with it. I'm like, what? There's a secret lair thing you hear, and it's adorable. It's it is really yeah. cute. I think part of it too is I'm not used to eating in con lines because I was talking to Krim and Krim was oh, like, yeah. an hour and a half. This yeah. is nothing. Like this is like but super like, normal, not a big deal. And I'm like, wow, no way I'm gonna wait an hour and a half yeah. for like, some The Comic Con like like Hasbro line was like six out six hours to get a voucher uh-huh. to get into another line. Why do you do this? So it's pretty much all a trap. You go to like Disneyland. It's just line simulator. Yeah, yeah. Packs, Comic Con. It's just line simulator. <laughs> but like an hour and a half, that's like a commander game. That's meeting with a lot of extra fans that's and like stuff. Tony like Tony Ranks yeah. and Snap Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's yeah. what Marvel Snap is for. Was like, <laughs> I was playing that in the line yeah, the whole I mean, time, I so guess, I I didn't even I notice guess if the, you're line. the lineup. Yeah, you just snap it up a bit. What did one of the unique things about this event, other than having good merch for lunch, is they had these little rooms set up with different themes. And part of the free play, it was, like, not great for free play because it was, like, three or four tables. But the idea was you can do a casual commander game in this themed room that maybe has, like, a cosplayer there or something. What do you think of of that idea? Like, let's assume there's enough place to play outside of there, and that's not a concern. Is that something we'd like to see more of? Like, is does that add to the experience, having the the omniance of this, like, cool design room for your game? The, the, like... The Talarian Academy with a Teferi, yes. you know, like yeah, there hanging yeah. out, uh, like it it was really cool. Or Liliana's yeah. Lair, where yeah. it was like super like necromancer, all of that kind of stuff. And the cosplayer is there, like they, yeah, they had they Liliana. They, they went above and beyond. And stuff, it's and, cosplayer's and dream, right? It's like free there. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. I took a picture of Teferi. It was really really yeah, cool. Same. Yeah, as did I. I loved I mean, it. Playing there though, it's it's really loud. So maybe Ooh, they, right. maybe they could put it somewhere that's a little bit quieter in sort of the middle of the main hall. I mean, they should just make it like a little cafe or break area. Or oh so as long God. as they don't That'd make so it cool. the the primary free play area, like yeah. it's just extra. Like yeah. you know, when you're walking around the con and you're tired, you just sit down at the at the bar or whatever. Right. Maybe that's the command zone pass. Is like a special lounge where you play with. The well, that's called the, the Black Lotus. Yeah, that's the... Yeah. Here, we're plebs. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. They did have that. Yeah, I wonder what the... Does anybody know what the Black Lotus Lounge looks Imagine like? Imagine not being... Mm, it, nope. it, it looks like any other room. Probably. Except right. there's water in there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We they give you Magic 30 attacks. We've <laughs> been into the VIP lounge at previous Magic Festival. Oh, the right? previous one, it, yeah, yeah. The previous like, one we got into somehow because they just didn't care or whatever. Yeah, and it was like free cookies. a few cookies wow. and some water, cookies, I think, was pretty yeah, much yeah. about Ooh. it. But That's $600 cookies. And there was like <laughs> no one there. I, mean, yeah, free, <laughs> if you eat $600 I imagine the one here probably has like a special merch line where you can pay even more money for oh. more merch. Yeah. So speaking of merch, so Krim took us to the comic book shop. I forgot that we talked about the other one. Oh, that was actually good. So we were there, and you know they, they had like crazy comics. They had like four hundred thousand dollar like statues, but you know the, the normal statues, what are like six hundred dollars? Like yo, yeah, yeah. I need this carnage. I need this venom. So we saw all of those. I was yeah. trying to convince Richard to get a company venom. You know? <laughs> how, do, how do we use a company? Well, once venom? he has but, a dragon, right? So we need no. But so yeah, I was yeah. like, why doesn't Magic have this? And then at the con, they had this Liliana. I don't know if you guys seen it. Yeah. There's one in a whatnot booth, and there's one in one of the vendors. It's like a a Liliana at the chain veil and the zombies coming to the ground. 
$1,800. There, oh, there was also a flip yeah, that, oh, was so I was like, nice. so, do we need a company to lay on That movie was so good, though. I mean, it's okay. We can just I mean, get that really that uh, Star, uh, creepy, like, <laughs> Chandra. Do you remember the creepy Chandra thing that was like a thousand bucks yeah, and it was yeah, like yeah. life size? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And its face and all that looked cursed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like you just buy that. That's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. This, 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 lily, was, this lily was fire, though. I'm the, like, the lily was if that really goes on 90% good. discount, you know what we do? 90% discount. We show up when they're closing and they're packing up and be like, hey, hey, you don't want to take that. I see you want 1800 How yeah. about 18 dollars $18. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to pay for shipping on that. I mean, you have a little short. Can you spot me the difference? Yeah. Look, I have these magic 30th cards. Yeah. I'll trade you. That's like, if you, even if you got a pack of magic, it's not enough. You need two of them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, man. So, yeah. Any other event thoughts? Hmm? Anything? All right, Richard, fish mail us. Um. <laughs> Why aren't you guys posting any spoilers? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Yeah, this is going to be the first spoiler season I've missed in I'm, I don't even know how long I'm in Cat or something. Although, Richard, they're still going on the site, right? Yep. Yeah. I I am, <laughs> I am doing my Yeruk impression, <laughs> posting spoilers in the morning and at night. And uh, thank God they show them in weird video formats, all slanted, so that makes it very easy for us to post. Yeah, a lot they of this actually a lot of cards at Magic 30. And they also did it, they also did the giant cards on the floor to preview as well. Are there yeah. new cards there? I saw on day one it was all cards we knew about, but are there well, like... There's some new, no, there's there's some some new schematics or retro frames. Oh. They also previewed the, the pre-cons. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they did the, the pre-cons day, while we were really here. Cool. The and, old border pre-cons. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure today they have a dedicated preview panel. Which is, that's no. like the first, no. the first <laughs> event no, of the day sense. is like a dedicated preview panel. Yeah. yeah. So for me, the weird thing was I usually... Uh, watch Seth's video. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have no idea what's going yeah, so on. So I went to bed and thought, like, yeah, just watch the video and uh, said that anyway. I guess I don't. And now I don't know. I This morning I tried to get some of the previews down here, but I, I can't. I, I do this afterwards. I have yeah. a whole flight all the way to Orlando next day. Yeah. Oh, I, I do have a fish mail question. A lot of people have been asking me this. They're like, what do you think of the new Thanos? And Thanos is, uh, I don't know, he's a four drop, five drop in Simic? Is that right? Oh, it is? Oh, it's yeah, Simic. Yeah, yeah. And then whenever you cast a beast or a bird, oh, create oh. an artifact copy of it. You what? have a commander now. This is blasphemous. I don't want beasts in my deck. You have Toski in your deck. What are you Wait, talking about? Wait, is Toski a beast? No, Toski's no. a squirrel. squirrel yeah. No, yeah. It is but it's all definitely beasts. not a bird. Wow. Just play all birds and then create a wolf as a pair. Like. No, but you just put birds in your deck and you put Tano's. Does that make sense? No. Why am I copying my one ones? It's not worth the price of Toski. When you play that as your commander, though? No. Why am I copying? It's in the right colors to have Toski. So Tano's. You need the white birds. It's Simic, right? Yeah, it is Simic. Thanos is a 5-mana 3-5 legendary human artificer. Whenever you cast a beast or a bird creature spell, you can copy it, except the copy is an artifact in addition to its other types. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. That is great. That's good for beasts, because beasts that's are That's good big. for a yeah. tribe, I guess. But, but, uh, but with birds, you get to draw more cards, because you get two birds instead of one, as long as you get Toski. Yeah, two birds two bird, Thanos. Two birds... Two birds in the hand. Well, one bird in the hand. <laughs> worth the two. Worth two, two in the, the Thanos. Yeah. What is this expression? <laughs> I think that's it. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it seems great. 
so yeah so no actual spoiler videos this go around but check out mtgpreviews.com because richard is still still getting them all uploaded and we'll do all the set review stuff and whatnot next week after everyone's back from vegas so anyway any other final thoughts on the way out the door all right give me give me give me a rating d to s plus <laughs> on, <laughs> on magic 30 like yeah. the whole experience now that we've experienced it all would you say it's a success or a failure and this is basically the return of magic post-covid right i would say the covid protocols everyone's actually following them uh, everyone's yeah. wearing masks, lots of sanitizer, they're actually checking. And it helps that we've been outside most will, of the time, Yeah, too. and we're outside most of the time, so we're good. I will give it an overall B+. Because I think the main hall looks very cool. The community is an S+, both of like, the people we played with, but also the people who are running it are really nice people, and they're just trying to help and do their best. But like the... Um, the payment system is really bad, and the fact that it's so predatory and it's so anti-open play, it feels really, really bad, and that's what's weighing it down right now. I, I, I give it about a B plus as well, uh, and with pretty much this uh, like like echoing the same thing, like the open play area is just not there. Uh, it's so hard to give it an overall grade, because uh, the community is awesome, but I think the event is pretty floppy and kind of a lot of it I would consider to be a failure. <sighs> I heard Game Nights is really nice and we just uh, missed that entirely. Yeah. I caught, I caught, we, uh, no, we caught, no, 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 no. I caught that because I was in the you caught, But everybody who's watched it said it was great. Like it was an yeah. amazing event. It, yeah. It was like actually like watching like, you know, wrestling. Yeah. And it, it felt like fun it. watching yeah. it, right? Where like, you know, there was a, a character to follow. Like you're watching yeah. sports or something. And so maybe then, if I caught that, I would like it even I guess I gotta go, like, C, probably. Like, the community is great, but I think the event itself hasn't been that. I think that it's been super fun, but that's because the community is awesome. And we found a way to make it super fun, despite all the, the flaws of the actual event and the organization. I mean, for me, it's hard because I'm obviously super excited about all of this. Uh, so, for me personally, fun-wise, it's, it's an S+, plus, sure. The rest should uh, probably be a D. I mean, they segregate the community on purpose, and we the thing we do all the time is the thing we could do for free. Yeah. And the rest is just trying to sell us stuff. I guess the game night stuff bumps it up to a C. I guess it's a C. It is so... Wow, you guys are so brutal. I so, so day one, D. Like, horrendous, right? Maybe I just had low expectations, but I would say it's an A. I think... It's really good. I think the free play area actually worked out. I, I like the outdoor area. It's sweaty inside. But it, it should be free. It is free. <laughs> it, it actually literally is. Not the one knows. But like if I paid $160, I got to play Magic all weekend. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. we didn't yes. really have to fight for tables, right? Maybe the first couple hours, right? But, you know. That's because we weren't in the event. <laughs> we were literally not in Magic 30. Yeah. But, but it's like, it's part of like, they come and clean the tables. Wow. There's, a, there's, there's a guy sanitizing the chairs, right? Okay. Food courts do this, Richard. It's part of the venue, okay? Wow. It's part of the venue, right? Uh, so I, I actually feel like I'm, I had a lot of fun this week. Oh, I had fun. Right? Too. If you ask me, was it worth the flight here? Was it worth the $150? Is it worth eating overpriced Vegas food that did not taste good sometimes? <laughs> right? Like, like Most yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a one-on-one-time experience. And, and I, 
think like, that's like they, yeah, maybe it took the community to put it together, but I think by by day two, I think today will be awesome too. No, like this is actually more than I could have hoped for. I was really expecting nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was really expecting <laughs> us to be like playing on the ground, playing uh, you know, at the golden oh, nugget, like oh, in the slot machines or something, right? But yeah. I mean, like, and I guess it's a C plus. I will. I will also say I've got to talk to. We saw this actually happening at this event where they opened up the command zone yesterday after not doing yeah. it on day one. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked to some people at Watsi that are you know hanging out at the event, and they've heard the feedback from the community that they people want a place to play at these events. So even though this and this is the first event like this that they've done, not only post COVID but like the con style event that they've really ever done. So I think there's high hopes for a future one of these that it's really going to nail it. Like this event plus more free play area and everyone being able to play commander together like that would be just a, an s plus in every way so i think that future events are going to learn from this one and probably really like nail it so even though i think this one off to a bit of a rocky star i think we've already seen improvement even at this event and i think yeah. the future ones are going to be even better because i know that wizards has heard the feedback that magic players want a place to play magic because i've had people from watsy like tell me that like we've heard what everyone's saying like it's gonna be different in the future. So, oh, did anyone arena chill or did that flop? I, <laughs> they, they, they set up some arena chill areas where supposedly where? you go meet an opponent and challenge. I don't building know. B had some of the couches in Building B yeah. was supposed to be arena and chill. Wait, so you play Why on your you phone? Play arena? I can play on your data? phone. I mean, there's no. Uh, do you play against someone else sitting there? Yeah. Oh, okay. You, I think you're, I think you're supposed to be like, yo, do they have friendly, friendly <laughs> direct <laughs> challenge. That's something you can't I'm, do this over mobile data. That's I'm we have data if we actually live here. I'm I'm surprised. <laughs> the Wi-Fi the convention too. Oh, I'm okay. surprised they don't okay. have more arena stuff. Honestly, yeah. like there's yeah. not a booth where you play I against mean, people or anything like that. Like that was a little bit weird. What's arena? Yeah. Where's Honestly, the, maybe what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what's might clutch out a better grade for me today? Like, first of all, still S plus for me personally. But if Worlds is like super hype with like a big crowd and stuff, this might actually be insanely fun. Like the finals today. Yeah. I I mean I do have to be hard on them though. They do try to segregate the community, <laughs> and we have to play outside. Like when we went to the event to get our badges. We made fun about how they're gonna make us play outside, mm -hmm. and now we're saying, "Oh, hey, convention <laughs> At least we're not playing at a table. Download somewhere. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of episode four hundred five of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. So, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks to all the crew for hanging out. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show, and we will be back.